Counting down in three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Driving My Mind podcast. This is your host, Derek, and the founder, of course, of Your Ride and I, the YouTube channel, where I uh, take uh, various exploits of going to the different local car meets in the Inland Empire, you know, just cruising along, walking, getting my steps, trying to lower my cholesterol. (laughs) When you see the food vlog, you know that's not working. And uh, just mostly commenting, you know, stream of consciousness of of what I see, American, uh, Japanese, European cars, anything. So definitely check out my YouTube. Thank you for supporting the podcast. This is kind of new to me, but um, I always appreciate uh, listening to people. I think we forget that skill, um, and especially with the youth of today, they forget to listen to others. And, um, you know, me coming as an elementary school teacher, it's it's something that I try to instill with with my classmates uh, or, or my fellow students that I'm working with is just to be quiet and listen. Just listen to what the other person wants and then give your opinion or your thoughts and demands and everything of that nature. I got the cat rubbing on my uh, legs. So let's go ahead and get right into it. The brand you love. So I just recently went to the Honda meet and I had a blast. I felt like I was... 25 years young and I was just seeing all these amazing Hondas that I grew up with that I fell in love with that I had a passion for and that what brought me to the brand and mostly as a car enthusiast and so I wanted to kind of address that with with you guys today is the brand you love what made I want you to reflect on what made you kind of go into you know, being a Ford guy or being a Honda guy, uh, being a Porsche guy, I, I I really thought that it was important for me to address this because I never felt more excited to see cars as I did at this Honda meet. And I I wish I would feel that way all the time. And, you know, judging from the amount of pain and effort cars give us, I I find myself always diving back and forth between why do I ever consider this a hobby versus just seeing these amazing builds, knowing that, uh, you know, this is something I would never have in my life, but knowing that there is something that exists, an EG hatch with a K-series motor, like just seeing that wire tucked, of course, because everything was wire tucked over there, just seeing that made me just enthralled and put warmth in my heart knowing that there are people out there that love their cars and love their rides and are doing what they feel is necessary to you know bring them happiness along with promoting the brand and and why they're putting fifteen twenty thousand dollars in this particular car and model and that's what i wanted to kind of get into today um I'm lazy. I don't bring my laptop from upstairs. So I put it in my little uh, moleskin notebook here, some of my notes. So hopefully I can keep the show uh, moving and a little less uh, me just wandering into space with my thoughts. But hey, if you've listened to this far, you already know. If you're a subscriber to my channel, you already know I can get into some crazy stuff. (laughs) So let's go into it. Um, Let me tell you a bit about my background and, and where I came with it. You know, it it happened in my youth. 
I was never particularly a car guy. I always loved cars. You know, I would always like to play those uh, Ridge Racer 5 video games, you know, and, and um, Gran Turismo when it came out. And I was just seeing how realistic it was and seeing the new cars. It was always something that, you know, I never shied away from. But at the same time, I, I, I never really had a passion for, you know, of course, Fast and the Furious came out, influenced a lot of the youth me going to Vaughn's and and picking up a, an issue of Honda Tuning Magazine that was like, wow, like, there's a Jackson Racing Supercharger in this prelude, right? And just seeing an engine bay fully chromed out and decked out, it got me excited. Granted, I did not know anything that I was looking at, right? I just saw body effects, Caminari body kit. I just saw you know, these wheels that I've seen in Gran Turismo, BBS. Oh my God, that must be so cool. So crazy. And I, I never really knew the difference between a, a motor mount and a, uh, a motor, <laughs> you know, and I, I, but I, but I got interested in it. And so after Fast and the Furious, it was about the time, uh, my parents, they needed a car, um, they were renting a lot. We had our, uh, uh, 95 or 96 Ford Windstar that needed a head gasket. And, and if you remember, if you ever listened to my long form interview with myself, I, I mentioned that once that they were just done with Ford, they were so sick of them. They were so sick of this van, which, you know, I thought I was cool with <laughs> in my youth. It was all white with the red pinstripe. So it was smooth, you know, it had the sliding doors on both sides, I think, <laughs> like it was awesome, but actually I think it was only one side, I don't remember, but it was like top of the line and it just gave them nothing but problems and so they ended up with a 2000 Honda Accord LX V6, they didn't go EX, they didn't get the leather because it was, uh, we lived in the desert, we lived in the Imperial Valley, 110 degree uh, heat, so they got the cloth seats, they wanted the cloth seats and... um they got the Honda Accord V6, and I think it was my brother that mentioned, like, hey, it's like those Honda Civics in Fast and the Furious. And I said, oh, my God, right. And I looked at the Honda badge, which, you know, they used similar or, or, or very uh, same or similar Honda badging on the front bumper. And it was like, oh, my God, it is. It's like the Honda Civics, you know. And, you know, it, it wasn't cool. It was the V6, though, you know, the J30. And... um I just like fell in love with Honda since then, knowing that this Honda Accord was similar to Fast and the Furious. And then when I would go in Gran Turismo, you know, there's the brand Honda and look at all these cool cars. There's these Honda Civics. There's a Honda Accord SIR, right? <laughs> just super crazy, super cool stuff. And so that's kind of where my 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 love came for it. And I knew that I was always a car guy. I would say probably eighth grade entering into high school, you know, too fast, too furious. We would, uh, you know, we would watch a lot of the, uh, Colin McRae, uh, rally racing and, uh, you know, the WRC, uh, we would watch, uh, on the, on speed channel. Right. 
and you know getting used to WRX STIs and Lancer evolutions and we were always super excited to see that anytime I see a Lancer uh, Evo 8 uh, I am just like oh my god this is what I loved and I drove every time the Tommy Mackinnon Lancer I think that was an Evo like 7 right and it was just like or Evo 5 even I just I, I loved the rally racing I loved the dirt you know, sports like that. And then I loved like the street tuner show performance stuff. And, um, you know, the, the, the wings West body kits of, of that era. And so, you know, the Tenzo R, it was so cool at the Honda meet seeing a Tenzo R bucket seat. I was like, dude, Tenzo R intakes and all this crazy stuff that I used to see in these magazines. Right. So I kind of got myself enthralled naturally through through media, right? Through video games, through uh, Hollywood, and learning about what I, you know, had at the house. You know, 3.0 VTEC, right? And I don't know where my parents chose Honda from. That's a really good question. I, I should maybe ask them. But they went with Honda, and it was such a good, again, early 2000s. It was such a good brand at the time, and they were building bulletproof stuff. And I'm sure that, that was the, their primary impetus for why they went with Honda versus our, our POS Ford. And they were so excited that when Honda redesigned the Accord in 03, my mom was one of the first ones to get the 03 Accord um, with the 240 horsepower. And I'm telling you, I, I, I loved it. I was so happy and proud when she got that. She got the, the EX V6 with the leather, and it was phenomenal. The moonroof, because the, the, the 2000 Accord didn't have the moonroof. I was just, I was, a, I was proud to have this car. And I, to this day, I, I'll never forget when we, when I took a picture of my mom and my dad, you know, he had a 2000 Accord V6 and the 2003 Accord V6, both of them in taffeta white. <laughs> it's just like the, the most boring white color you'll ever you'll ever see. But I was just so happy to 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 know that it was a Honda family, right? And I think to this day, and even especially after this weekend, after seeing the Honda meet, it made me feel back into that that point of my life. And I'm sure everyone has their story, and I would love to hear that. Guys, if, if there's any of you that want to do a long-form interview or, heck, even join me on the podcast or something, like, let's do it, man. I want to talk. I want to listen. Um, I know that with the Honda journey, I ended up going through high school, and we were fortunate enough in my high school, especially being in a low-income area, we had a lot of the uh, vocational schools and, and training and the IVROP kind of things where it kind of wanted to give the youth in, in my era job skills. Now, granted, I was your nerdy Asian that graduated number three in high school, no big deal, but I I had such an interest and passion for cars and I didn't necessarily want to go into engineering because I was also one of those nerdy Asian guys that wasn't good in math. <laughs> you know, like I got to trigonometry, but then after that, for, you know, first semester calculus, I was dying. Um, and so I... I didn't want to go into engineering, but I thought, well, we have an auto shop. I, I, you know, I read these magazines. I do as much research as I could. You know, broadband internet was barely coming out. You know, Xbox Live on the original Xbox. It was like that stuff was barely coming out. And, and especially in our area, 
we didn't have fast internet, right? We were still on 56K, you know? And so we end up going to, I end up signing up for classes for auto shop and I loved it. Everything of my first class was uh, electrical and just reading these electric diagrams. And, and remember, cars were a lot simpler at the time. And and so just being able to trace things and learn about different things, learning the, 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 the Ohm's law and stuff like that, I was just enthralled and I loved it. And I played sports in high school. I was in football and wrestling. But even then, like towards my, you know, junior year, I was just like, I'm over this. I want to like put all my 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 efforts into auto shop and and cars and let alone I sucked in sports, right? You know, I'm glad I did it. I, I encourage all people and, and and even my students to to get involved in sports and see what you like and, and see what you try. Cause at the very least you'll make friends and you'll learn how to work out. You, you'll you'll learn how to do uh you know be safe in physical activities but i just knew for me there was that turning point you know where it's kind of like i'm done with sports you know i gotta get ready for you know keeping my grades up junior year was really really tough you know that's where like especially back in the early 2000s you know they cared about your gpa and they cared about how many clubs and stuff you did not so much like how you contribute to society now and your SAT scores don't matter as much. You know, they, they kind of made it uh, wussified, right, in this modern era, but I digress. And so I wanted to just commit, like, you know, I'm still planning on going to college, but at the same time, I want to learn more about cars and I want to do things involving cars. And I've always been a tactile guy. I've always been a down and dirty, like, I want to learn by doing, and Auto Shop gave me that opportunity. So anytime I can fill in classes, I did it. And I knew that his technical training was periods six and seven. And I know that there was a program called the AYES um, program where you can intern for certain dealerships locally in the Valley. And so I was like, oh, heck yeah, like this is an opportunity to actually work at a a dealer or work for someone and learn. It's a two-year commitment, but if you finish it, you get your toolbox. And it is just like, yes, I am like so all in on this. And so I did the application. You know, obviously I was highly recommended. I did the interview um, and I put Honda as my first choice. I put Nissan as my second choice and I put... um, uh, I think it was Dodge Chrysler Jeep as my uh, third choice just because I knew that they always needed help, right? So, you know, like just like when you apply for colleges, your, your last choices are the ones that will accept you no matter what. And luckily got my first choice, Honda, with my mentor that taught me everything. I'm still in touch with him today, Julio Fielder. And we worked at Direct Auto Plaza Honda uh, this was years ago. It's not even direct auto anymore. It's a, another person uh, bought them out. But I, for those two years, I, I worked for them for two and a half years, actually. Um, it was, I was just so happy to be there and learning and humbling myself. Cars sucked, right? I, I hated working on this stuff. 
and and this was the transition where Honda was, you know, 2005, 2006, a lot of new models were coming out, those Civics, right? The FG, I think, right? The, the cool Civic SIs that revved out to uh, 8,000. The Honda S2000s were still being made brand new. I got to PDI a brand new Suzuka Blue S2000. I'll never forget that with the little spring spacers, you know, and putting in the body plugs on that car. And that thing just had a unique, uh, PDI process and it was just amazing to think that I was helping putting like the first like three miles on a brand new AP2S2000 it was just gnarly for me and you know I'm not one of those guys that want to go back in time and and relive those golden eras but uh, that's again where that excitement comes from from honda i worked for honda i did all those dumb tests on that e that e connector whatever the heck they had and uh, you know i i will never forget that experience i'm still in contact with 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 the technician that i learned from that i learned all the old school tricks because this dude was working on like carbureted civics like he was there for so long and we worked for the brand because we knew it was a simple car it was easy to work on. It was able to make you money as a technician because I don't know how they do it these days. And that could be a whole nother uh, uh, podcast in itself. But again, it was just the best part of, you know, my high school days because I wasn't nailing any girls. <laughs> that's for sure. Right. Like, even though I was skinny and good looking. OK, I was like and none of that was happening. I was working and my parents instilled to me that sense of of work ethic and, 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 uh, effort and, you know, maximum effort and whatever you're doing so I can chill and enjoy myself now with the things I have, right? Mortgage, nice cars, cat adopted, right? <laughs> you know, it's, so that's where my, my journey with the brand is. And along the way, and I ask myself this, it's, you know, did you ever want to venture off? And I would say there was a time probably, 2008, 2009, I wasn't really into cars, you know, I was maybe getting into more serious relationships with people, with women, and and again, the recession kind of really put a damper on a lot of things, and it's kind of like, look, I can't even get a job, what's the, the last thing I need to worry about is trying to get into a car, you know, and back at the time, I was obsessed with the E92 M3s, oh my god, loved that thought it was super cool and I said to myself man this is something that Honda will never make you know they never made a V8 for for the public and so it was just a tough time to to really be a a, a car enthusiast uh you know right after the recession and you know just me worrying about finishing college you know I ended up going to college right I still worked for Honda um my my junior year senior year and uh one year into my college uh, about half a year after that You'd never guess. Um, I, I was still making minimum minimum wage back then was like six seventy five an hour or seven twenty five. It was really low, right? California minimum wage, and we were just getting an In and Out burger, and they were paying starting ten dollars an hour. And as much as I loved cars, me being a broke college boy, still on scholarship by the way, I got my undergrad paid for for being a smart little nerdy Asian kid that never got any women. Uh, I was going to school for free, but I still, you know, had to pay for my own way. And, 
And so I was still living with my parents, you know, to save money and, you know, not having to live off on campus or anything like that. And so I, uh, I applied for in and out It was kind of like on the whim, like, let's do it. There was a line wrapped around the parking lot. They were over a thousand people. They were only going to hire 50. And I was one of those 50. I felt like a king making $10 an hour versus working on painful cars for $7.25 an hour. So it was a no-brainer. But, you know, I missed the camaraderie, of course. But In-N-Out was a fun company to work with. But again, you know, going back to venturing off the brand, you know, I felt like Honda lost its way. A lot of manufacturers lost their way, you know, in the recession 2008, 2009. And I ended up going for a 1996 Nissan 240, right? I always call it my high school car because my original Honda, the first, first car I ever had was a 92 Acura Integra, a non-VTEC. It was a DA9. Uh, in that blue color, but it had the moonroof. I learned manual transmission on it. The transmission felt really good because it was cable operated. And when I wrecked that, being a dumb high schooler, right? Um, you know, I, I was kind of lost in a funk and I was like, well, what other cool cars are there, you know? And and so that's where the 240SX kind of came up, right? And this was a little bit before Tokyo Drift and all that stuff. And drifting was kind of like more of an underground kind of thing. And um, I ended up with a 240SX. I still really liked Nissan as a brand, especially old school Nissan. And I went there. And then again, I my poster car was like E92 M3s. Um, and I, I kind of just fell off the car wagon for a while because, you know, the recession, you felt hopeless. You felt like nothing was going to happen for you in your life. And I would say my passion started to, for cars, started to reinvigorate, I would say, maybe 2014, 2015. I was still living in L.A., but, you know, I was, you know, getting out of a, a serious relationship, you know, kind of went south. And I I kind of fell back to, you know, what excited me. In, in my past, right? I think we all do that. When, when we go through a lull or a low point in our lives, we go to, you know, we try to try to reinvent ourselves, right? I never, I, I hate when people say, I'm reinventing myself. And it's like, no, you're, you're regressing back to what made you happy as a child. <laughs> and for me, that was automotive and that was cars. And so I started going back into, you know, Car and Driver and and reading all those magazines, Car and Driver, Motor Trend, getting that subscription again, reading about cars and and seeing all the specs and and all the enthusiasm that people had for cars. And so 2016 comes, I move out to the Inland Empire. You know, I'm in a public school job. I gave myself a 30% raise, you know, getting out of the charter system. And I, I finally was like, now I can, you know, I, I put all the money I've been saving for, for a house. And, and here we are. Now we are settling down. Finally, like I've recovered and I can start my life and I can start my passion for cars. And here we are now, you know. I had my 2014 GMC. I loved that Sierra Denali. That truly signified... Um, what what 
a luxury truck can be. And, and I was so impressed with it. My friends were so impressed with it. And it was a very, very good truck. I'm also kind of glad I got rid of it when I did because they were paying top dollar for trucks. And that's how I ended up with the Lexus, right? And I, I kept that passion and it was car and driver and motor trend, especially living in LA, you know, living by myself, you know, bad relationship ending. It was, it was something that I can count that, that gave me comfort in my soul. You know, we talk about sharpening the soul and taking care of your mind, body, heart, spirit. And, and for me, this was something that was almost spiritual in terms of re reconnecting myself to a, a first love that brought me so much joy, you know, 15, 20 years ago at the time. Right. And here we are now, you know, and I, I got the rides I want. I still want a few more before everything turns electric. And, and I want to see where we go from here. And the last question I put on here is, do you continue to support do you to, do you continue to support the brand you fell in love with, right? In your automotive journey, in what you put your heart, soul, and passion into, Honda, Porsche, right? I want a Porsche. My dad's always wanted a Porsche. My dad's always wanted a 280Z, and he's always wanted a Porsche 911. I want a Porsche 911, you know? And uh, that's just, that's really, really a stretch goal that... <laughs> Honestly, I think I should prioritize other financial responsibilities than stretching out that far. But again, at the end of the day, I'm happy with my Honda. I'm happy with that one brand. And so do I continue to support it? Well, I kind of mentioned in my uh, my video, well, I'm, I'm living in dreamland. I'm living in, in where nostalgia cannot be recreated. Honda's moving forward and they have to. They have to with, with the way the government, the EPA and safety standards are telling them to uh, go by. And so we're not going to get those screaming VTEC cars anymore. Look at how they redesigned their V6. This dual cam now, but it's non-VTEC, but it's a compliance motor. It's not even like more performance, right? I mean, heck, you lose VTEC. Um, I, I don't know if I will stay with Honda and I will continue to support them. I, I, I want my nostalgia and that seems to go out wayward son, right? Like it's gone. It's, it's not going to be there. And so when you go to these Honda meets or you go to these all Toyota meets or whatever, it's all older cars because that's what we fell in love with in our youth. And I really hope that I can continue to support Honda. I want to support Honda. I would. I still want an F05. I would say within the next two or three years, I would love one or, or Type S. But give me a break. I got to be financially and fiscally responsible as well and not be these fools that are financing for 8, 9, 10, 12 years. It's, it's ridiculous, right? And... I, everyone says, oh, you know, don't worry about the money. Let, let, let your passion fuel you. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how life works. You're going to end up broke and in, in a hole you'll never dig yourself out to. Be responsible and be responsible in your hobbies and your passions as well. 
you know, I grind and I work hard every single day. I'm going to be teaching summer school this year. I did all the Saturday schools. I, I work, I would say, you know, non-contracted hours, like nearly a hundred, uh, you know, every, every what, two weeks, man, uh, between working outside of hours, grading, lesson planning, doing all this stuff. I'm literally playing Warzone and I'm doing my lesson plans at the same time. Right. And so I would say, yeah, it's about like 50 hours a week, 100 hours every two weeks. And so at the end of the day, it's it's all about how you're putting your money into what you want to support. Right now, I would support Toyota, their GR Corolla, LC500, obviously. You know, this is their last hoorah, the GR86. I think that they're doing really well. And I hope their new CEO says that there's more GR cars in their lineup and i don't know how they're going to do it with electrification but i want to support honda i really want to but they got to create cars that bring me back that nostalgia and so if not i need to find other auto manufacturers that will and i'll be happy to drop my now 40 or 50 thousand dollars i worked for honda when a when a honda civic lx was still seventeen thousand dollars okay and it was super cool to have but here we are now tell me what you guys think what are your brand where does your love for the brand come from and most importantly will you continue to support and and how do you find enjoyment in such a, a tough hobby to have and when i went to the honda meet oh i fell in love all over again i felt and so honda you have my heart you always will just continue to make good stuff if not i'm leaving you (laughs) we'll catch you guys on the next one stay positive thank you so much for listening and keep driving your mind on all your thoughts in the automotive world we'll catch you guys see ya